as we uh join our audience here. And you no, know, because Drew ain't on this week, I had to bring two people on to replace him. So uh this is <laughs> this is Monday Night Means, and uh as usual, this I am the means in Monday Night Means, Kyle Means, and uh my compadres here are indeed uh two of the founders of We Are Regal Radio, Regal Radio. War media, however you want to call it, uh, they help bring it to light. And uh, these are Joe Tanksley and the one and only Damon Spruill. Glad to have you both on, uh, chopping it up with me once again. Yep, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, Joe, me and Joe had some fun yesterday at the Bears game. It was this his first, uh, first time at, uh, going to the Bears game in an official capacity as a member of the media? He still was a bit – he was almost a little bit too loud in the press, in the press box. But he was cool. But, but he was, I, I, I talked talk to Joe, and I was like, man, how was the press conference? He said, it's a little rowdy. Oh, so now I figure out it was you making, making a rowdy, huh, Joe? But hey. the conference, the conference, he he was he was laid back in the conference, but during the game mm-hmm. in the box, he was like, "Oh, he's a, he, was, he was like, oh, how you, how you do that? Like, oh man, but but the the thing is, everybody feels that way in the Bears press box. It's just we express it to various to various levels. And some and some plays and some some events happen during the game where you just can't hold yourself. Like when you know that uh that fourth down, that third down and fourth down late in the first half when when Nagy just. Looked like Forrest Gump or whatever out there. And, you know, <laughs> that just blew everybody, of course. But, but I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna do much in the way of uh, details uh, from yesterday. We, me and Joe, provided pre and post game uh, podcast from from the stadium yesterday. If you want to listen to those, they're available right now on uh, on War on Anchor on all our major podcast platforms. So you can listen to those. Uh, I don't know, D. If, I don't know if you had anything in particular that you wanted to draw from yesterday, but there's a couple things from today that I want to get into. But I, I'll let you go off first. Oh, thank you so much for letting me vent right quick. Um, said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's. Listen, man, I have been calling, and you never, you never want to, you know, saying. Say a say a brother say a say a say a guy should not be able to provide for his family and bring home a check, right? You know, nobody wants to say everybody. You you're, man, you're not head. I'm not head, honey. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want nobody to do that to me. I don't want nobody. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that to nobody. But I've been calling for this man, Matt Nagy, and his uh, employment with the with our beloved Chicago Bears for quite a while. Um. From going down to Chicago Land Sports Studio to six seventy to score when I hosted the Dean Davis show with uh Kenneth Davis. Uh, as Ken like to say, don't like to cut of that guy's jib. And I haven't liked that dude for a minute. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you you were kind of uh, early on that. Yeah, man. It was like it just wasn't sitting right with me, man. It's kind of like he was it was I see I think Matt and Maggie's at least the first couple of seasons, what, start, three seasons? His first three seasons, they went to the playoffs, right? He's got coach of the year, like his first uh, two of the two of the two first, of the first, first three. Okay, two of the first three, right? But they went last year though, too, right? And mm-hmm. they got yeah. smoked, right? All right, so yeah. 
But it all was kind of like predicated on the still having a defense and doing a little smoke and mirrors with Trubisky the first year. But after a while, it's kind of like, okay, man, y'all making it by the skinny y'all teeth. Now, check this out, too. When Ken and I first doing our, 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 our first show was Football Island, this is when the Giants was winning their championship. And it was like, how the hell are the Giants doing this? Like, they're just making it, barely making it, and they go on these crazy runs, and they win Super Bowl. So it's the NFL, right? As long as you get into the dance, I always say, hey, man, you never know what happened. But I, it just never right. sat right with me. It never sat right with me with him being the leader of the guy. Now, he can have a dude run through a wall for you and have the, you know, say, had a team not fall down. Now, Cal, you probably get into this in a minute. But I always say, yeah, too, I yeah that's, a, that's a good yeah, transition. That's where you're going. I can find a cat on 79th and Halter that can get you run through a wall, man, to go ahead and big you up. I can, <laughs> I can, find, I can find a cat. I can find your cat on, on a nine that can be to do that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody from Chicago don't know that. 79th Street to 9. You, I can find you, can find, you can find a cat make you do a lot of things you'll need to be doing. Exactly. That you'll need to be doing, right? You know what I'm saying? You can find a lot of cats that have you made ready to go through a wall. You know what I'm saying? But as far as leading a football team, it was never there. And these past two games with the Steelers, and now they just lost to the uh, the Ravens, they yeah. were like the little things. But sometimes, man, it's just that one more straw on that stat that can make it break. And I think people are starting to see that now. It's like the mentals yeah. now from your team isn't there. Where are your mentals at? And that's what's, that's what's really exploiting them right now. So... Yeah, and, and they shocked. they pretty much not not at all not at all. They pretty much lost both games in the exact same way. There yeah. was different. They got to the ends were the exact same. They they came down, had good two minute warning possessions on offense. They scored, took the lead, and then the defense gave gave the t- uh, the the ball right back up, and uh you know gave up the game. And uh, there's a lot of things you can read into that. You can read to just the overall game planning, the lack of adjustments, the lack of defensive wherewithal, uh, the lack of the depth lack in the deep, the lack of depth in the defense because you know they have they have some guys who have been out. Of course, Khalil Mack has been out. Uh, yeah. uh, Hicks has been out. You know, D- Danny Trevathan, uh, others, and and but when when even though you've had good performances from people like. Uh, you know, uh, from uh, Quinn uh, and uh, mm-hmm. who, who, who else am I missing? Uh, well, you had Gibson at the interception yesterday. Joe, uh, what's the what's the, the the outside linebacker? The young guy, uh, uh, Roquan Smith. You mean the inside linebacker? Yeah, I mean, Roquan, Roquan, of course, been... of course. But yeah, Roquan. Yeah, Roquan it's, it's one more. Video. It's one more guy. Yeah, one more guy. I'm thinking about uh, Travis. So tra- Travis name, Gibson. Yeah. Travis Gibson, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, you, you've had some good performances, but they've been they've been spotty, and that again, that defensive backfield is one of is one of those spots again where Ryan Pace just left the cupboard bare, and you and we see in this we saw in this game where there were so many broken coverages and everything. And the most important play of the game, you leave uh, a known speedster like Sammy Watkins right open. In your territory, 
and you let them to the red zone, and they they're able to to punch it in for the winning score right after that. So the Bears are just a faulty team all around, and they're faulty because of their leadership. They're faulty because of their management, and you know I I, I keep thinking about it, and I've I heard this cited on Twitter just before I came on here. Uh, the Bears looking like the Bulls looked last the winners. The, that 2020 winner, we hosted the All-Star game, and all the eyes of basketball world were, were on Chicago. And what did the fans do when that happened? They they got they got it uh, behind the ESPN studio shows at Navy Pier and chanted fire guard packs as loud as yeah. they could. It made sure that everybody who watched ESPN and TNT heard that. They, they had the, at United Center too, with uh, inside the NBA, they shouted that stuff and made sure that the Bulls were as embarrassed as possible, even on this this grand weekend where they were hosting and they were the bells of the ball. They knew that they weren't doing the right thing by their fans in that moment. Yesterday, with CBS, with their main, uh, their top broadcasters there, Tony Romo. And uh, and Jim Nance, they was they 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 came for this. We me and Joe were making fun. They came for this this uh this nice little showcase event with Justin Fields and uh, two young <laughs> young quarterback Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, and they got Tyler Huntley and the Red Rifle, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, throwing out some bullets. Yeah. But at the end of that game, the Bears fans in mass shouted out. Fire Matt Nagy, and everybody. It was no mistaking it on the on that CBS broadcast. There's no mistaking it in the press box. There's no mistaking it in the McCaskey's box. They heard that, and they have to respond to that. They they for whatever reason because they they they're a mom and pop operation. They act. They just there's no change in the way that they act. They're going to hold it off until January, but they know today that they have to fire this dude. If they didn't know it before yesterday, like you say, Demond, they should have been noted. But if they if they don't if they ain't know it any time before three o'clock Sunday, they know it now. And they're gonna have to act on it. And to that degree, uh, you know, there's a tweet that came out today by a gentleman named uh uh what is it Jordan Jordan Schultz Schultz report on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's a guy Various podcasts with pro professional athletes, including Allen Robinson of the Bears. And uh, I'm guessing that he got this information straight from A-Rob on, on some level. But uh, he tweets that the Bears are – the Bears locker room has officially turned on Nagy. And uh, this, this is something that, you know, I have given them credit for. Various others have given them credit for throughout the past years. Even at his baddest moments – at his worst moments, I should say – uh, with these losing streaks and everything and the subpar play, Nagy has managed, and, and D, D may mention of it, to keep the guys working for him, to make, to motivate them in some way and keep the, the chemistry of this team together. But you, there's a breaking point with all that. You can't lose uh, five or six games at uh, in a row every year and expect your guys to keep wanting to run through that wall for you. So, you know, as, as Schultz puts it, uh, overwhelming number of Bears players want Matt Nagy gone, league sources say. Uh, like Again, it's probably A-Rob. But uh, he lost some of the locker room last season, but now it's gone, one source adds. 
uh, one key hold up, no head coach in the 101 year. It, of course, we know this franchise history has ever been let go during the season. So again, it's not going to happen this. It's not going to happen this week. Definitely not with two and a half days of preparation left for the Lions, and it's not going to. It's probably not going. Uh, I, I I I I can't imagine it happening after Thursday unless something really, even if something really embarrassing happens. But it's going to happen, and uh, you know, uh, uh, again, as we talk about Thursday. Another tweet I want to mention right quick, Ian Rappaport of uh, NFL.com said that Dalton is expected to start Thursday. That's something you could pretty much read from Sunday. Uh, feels his ribs are injured. He's likely not going to be 100% for Thursday. And, uh, D, I know you you endorse not bringing him back. And I, I think I agree with you on this one, not bringing him back for the rest of the year. Yeah, you know what? And after the game, I hit up Joe to try to see if y'all two were still together. Because uh, Joe called me. I, I was uh, about to – I think I was getting ready. He's like, hey, what's your cousin number? I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? <laughs> like, talk out. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, what the hell are you two up to? Yeah, so Joe. Yeah. That's, why found, that's why I found out y'all was, y'all was covering the game. Like, oh, okay, all right. I, I understand what I'm saying. But, no, I want to kick it over to Joe because I talked to Joe about this. And I was like, man, going back to my uh, the tweet I sent out, uh, Kyle, and I was like, I wouldn't play Fields for the rest of the year. But as yeah. Joe has done so many years over knowing this brother, you know what I'm saying? I love his brother, and he's been able to kind of calm me down sometimes or something. I'll be stepping out there sometimes. Hold on, D. Joe, Joe, if, if all, yeah. out of all of us, yeah, let's, 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 yeah, that, that, right. That's what I'm about to say. Let let that be known. If if you want to listen to any of us on football, you listen to Joe. Yeah, we, me and me and D more or less just talk <laughs> talk trash. But this, that's a, if you want to listen, family if, bond. that's the blood right there. Right. We be we be we be going off. And Joe, like, hold on, y'all, hold on. So no, okay, right, right. Because Joe, because Joe, Joe basically told me like, hey, he still need to play. So Joe, so Joe, uh, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think right. I, yeah. I definitely don't think that they need to rush him back. Um, you know, if he but once he gets one hundred percent, whether it's you know two or three weeks from now, there's value in having Justin Fields play the remainder of the season. Uh, uh, getting to understand the different looks from the defenses and stuff; those are valuable reps that you know he he can take and put in his vault and and, and, and grow from and. You know, we we we've watched him from the Cleveland game, and we we've seen how he groans, and he he's he how he has grown, and he's not he's one of those players that doesn't make the same mistake twice, you know, and so mm. you know he kind of he 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 kind of he learns in games and makes adjustments in games very well, and yeah. that's a very good quality of his uh, that I, I picked up on. Uh, and just this, you know, shorter amount of time of him playing in this, you know, his young career. So there's definitely value in having him play and learn and, you know, and, and being able to understand uh, the way defenses are going to attack him, uh, the things that they want to take away from him specifically. Um, now, the scheme is the scheme. The scheme sucks. But Justin, play Justin Fields is a player that you do need to game plan for uh, because of his running ability. Uh, and his ability to throw against the grain and throw across his body. And those are things that defenses are, are trying to take away from him. So him getting experience 
with defenses attacking him and attacking his weaknesses are going to make him better and give him something to work on. So I think uh, this is the the part of the season where we know that, you know, the Bears are not a playoff team. Um, you know, you know, Mac is gone. Hicks is hurt. You know, it, 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 it's a foregone conclusion that, you know, the, the, the head coach is going to be fired. Um, but, you know, it's and all that's, about that's Justin Fields thing. now. The future, the future with yeah. the future of the Bears lies with Justin Fields, and whatever the experience yeah. they can get him, you know, while keeping him healthy. Like I said before, if he's one hundred percent, he needs to go. But they need to start doing things to 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 help him grow and get better. Now, real quick, that's on, the thing. Real, that's real, a, okay. No, I just want to say one thing. So, Joe. Shout out to Ken and Joe because they both rain, rain and seeing sometimes when it comes to football. When it comes to football, right? But my this yeah. is my counter argument to Joe. Mm-hmm. I and I said this at the beginning of the season. I don't want Matt Nagy nowhere near. <laughs> that's my only. That's my only thing. Is because I would feel more confident. And Joe, I think we talked about this on the phone. I would feel more confident. With Justin Fields playing the remainder of the season, if I knew somebody else was manning the ship, I don't trust Matt Nagy to boil water. <laughs> See, that's right. And here's the thing: that's the only thing. And that's the wait, very right, and Joe, Joe. That's let, let me let me add on that right quick. There's a protectiveness that we have as Bears fans and observers and fans. Of course, I'm I'm a fan, of course, but. Uh, yeah. You know, we we've, we 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 want to be protective of Fields because we know that the future does lie with him, and that he's going to be here next year. And this so-called coach ain't going to be here next year. So there's a feeling of wanting to break away clearly from you know, do the job. You know, it, like I said, it's not going to happen because of the because of the McCaskies edict or whatever. But right. to there's a feeling that you want. That that job to be done right now, so that this kid doesn't have to spend one more down, one more game, uh, one more snap under that scheme, under that line that was built in front of him, uh, with those with those mostly faulty uh pl- playmakers that has been placed around him. The the frustration can be mostly put to the side, and that he doesn't necessarily have to be put. You know, we don't want to cl- clutch up clutch our pearls in regards to him being hurt because it's football. Mm-hmm. You get hurt. But mm-hmm. he, getting him getting hurt to an extent where he has to miss extensive time going forward. Again, he hurts his ribs because of whatever accumulation of punishment he had to take in this game or in the games leading up to it. You know, we don't want to see that repeat uh, issue. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the odds of that being a repeat issue, uh, they are expounded the, the more he has to play for Matt Nagy. But, you know, I, I definitely get what you're saying, Joe. You know, he, he has mm-hmm. to learn uh, as by doing and by being out there. Mm-hmm. But see, Joe is making football common sense. Joe is smart. Joe has played the game. <laughs> yeah. The issue is the dude who's running the team right now makes no football sense. And it's not good <laughs> and it's, it's crazy because he played the but game too. But, but that's the, the thing. problem. That's Here's the, the thing. I like like the both of you. I am also a Bears fan, and I, I am. I I I get the sense of 
from listening to Justin Fields, how he conducts himself in, in interview interviews, the way he plays the game, that he that he may have, you know, maybe naggy proof in a way that Mitch wasn't. And that comes mm. from pedigree. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He knows sure. he can do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so I wouldn't worry about that to a degree. Um because I think of you know, if you know, more so than Mitch, like I said before, Justin Fields is naggy proof. You know, he just has it. You know, he just yeah. has it. Um you, you figure a player of his caliber would be a uh, naggy proof, bad coach proof. And, and 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 again, players of his caliber potentially have gone through these growing pains. Uh, you know, with oh, bad absolutely. coaches, first year, first year as starters in general, but definitely with bad coaches because they usually go to bad teams drafted right. up at the top of the first round. So, yeah, eight, this is, yeah. yeah, this is just that unsure part of the process where we as fans are just, re- we're reacting in real time and we, we, we don't know what's going to happen yet. And we, we are leaning on the bad nature and, and historical record of the bears Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we just you know it, it's it's rough, man. It's rough, but yeah, that's I, that. But I, I you're but you're you're definitely right, Joe. It's like there's there's there's, to, been, there's, there's definitely have to be confident in fields. Yeah, if, if there's nothing benefit, else, you have to be confident. There's still benefit in him, you know, playing uh, whenever he's healthy. You know, understanding the speed of the game, uh, learning windows that you have to throw through. You know, throw into, and you know that's something that he's gotten better with. As the season has gone along, you know, we see he, he's he's made a couple good throws that throw in between the cover two between the corner and the safety. That's a hard throw. Mm-hmm. Not everybody in the NFL can make that throw. It's like five guys that can make that throw. All righty. And so and some of them do it with talent and some of them do it with anticipation. You know, mm-hmm. right now he's just doing it with talent. You know, but he has to be able to work on that anticipation, and understanding where guys are going to be and where to put the ball and where to fit the ball into. And that's what he's working on right now. Um, and so and you only get that through playing. And you, and you really can't get it in practice either. Uh, this stuff just comes through game experience, NFL game experience. Um, you know, he, he, he was at Ohio State, you know, where they had, you know, the best talent on the field most days. And so all so his A lot receivers, of people say he had better receivers in Columbus than he has in Chicago. Well, Chris Olave, the, the you know, the, the, those cats. That's the, the, yo, that, that, that could be true. It could be true. But I, I think there is a difference between, you know, the amount of space that, you know, that you get to throw a ball and fit the ball, you know, than it is in college true. because the, the guys are so much faster and they're so much bigger. They cover space faster. They study Definitely. a lot more. This is their job. So those windows, those windows and opportunities to make plays are a lot smaller in the NFL, and he has to learn that. And you, you, you really can't learn that by sitting and watching. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you right, Joe. You right, Joe. Put, put us just off the ledge, man. <laughs> just off the ledge. <laughs> hey, but you, but, but we also got to look at it like this, though, too. Real quick, just wrap it up. Just put a button on the cover. We also got to look. Yeah, like, now we'll get to like the this. Bulls right quick. We're, yeah, we're, this, we're, is la- this last ahead, thing. This is the last thing. We we're I think a lot of Chicago fans, Chicago Bears fans, are looking at this because looking at it like this because this is potentially not known for for sure, potentially a franchise quarterback. Like we've yeah, never yeah. had one. 
Like we've never seen yes. before. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you're looking at this and going to all your points, Joe. He's doing all these things. If you're a knowledgeable football fan, it's like, yo, we ain't never seen this before. Like, I don't want anything to happen to this cat because I'm a fan of the team and I don't want anything bad to happen to this kid. I want, you know, saying Matt Nagy's bad juju rubbing off on him. Just like, get him away mm -hmm. from him. Keep it a bubble wrap him. Hey, your ribs hurt. Hey, man, you know what? Let's go ahead and sit down for the let, 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 he want he, right. he wanted, he wanted Andy Dalton to play so damn bad. Let Andy Dalton play so damn bad. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Just, just let let Andy Dalton so, ribs hurt. Just, yeah, exactly. Just let him play. So I think that's I think that's a, another part when it comes to Bears fans, because potentially this is a cat that we never seen before. He could be that dude, like you mm -hmm. said, Joe, go from talent to go from throwing that throwing that ball that throwing that pass from talent to uh expectation or uh anticipation i believe the word you said so yeah so it's that right there and i think people see that so you know but as we always Nagy ain't going nowhere pace ain't going nowhere we figured all this out you know what i'm saying maybe we, when I'm, I'm on my vacation my b-day i found out they all get fired and i turned up <laughs> yeah yeah Jan january yeah that mid-january that'll probably be the case but yeah, we, we we can only hope. But last thing I'm gonna say about football is that, boy, this this game has a chance. I mean, there've been some bad Lions games on Thanksgiving, but uh, we when you when you when you put the Bears into it with our issues and their issues, they're they're against to go oh four oh four. But but Josh, I was, I was gonna say. Yeah, well, you 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 mm -hmm. were confident they were going to win Sunday. They they found a way not to win, of course. <laughs> yeah, I thought they really could beat the Browns, and they were coming close. Yeah, and so, and and both of these teams really, 13, 10, you know, we like lost. to make fun. We like to make fun of the Lions a lot, but the Bears do a lot of the same goofy stuff. Yeah, they, oh, they, yeah. They ain't that far from it's, them. It's but yeah, but therefore the grace of God go up, yeah. go to bed. If it wasn't for nineteen, if, if it was for nineteen eighty five, we'd be in the same same boat as them. Pretty, mm -hmm. pretty Honestly. much. The, the the thing about the Lions though is they only have, I think they only have one playoff win in the entire modern history. So that that's a little bit worse than the Bears, but oh yeah, you know. Oh, but, but yeah, we're not we're not too now. far. We're not too far. Yeah. And and the thing, um, what what I was mentioning about what I was gonna mention about Thursday is this this, this Tim Boyle or whoever's gonna be playing with him. You look at his numbers, and you will be marked. That uh, I think I think that's that may be a truer instance of white privilege than Kyle Rittenhouse, because his numbers. <laughs> Lord, there's wow. no there's no way. Look at his numbers. There's no way that he should be starting an NFL football game. Oh wow! With what he did with, wow. with his numbers. I'm saying I had to go there, man. His numbers. He did. He's, he did literally nothing in the pro game and and in college he didn't do nothing. Like at least in college, you, you with guys when you come out of college, you think that okay they're prolific in some way. They do mm -hmm. something. To though in, in the case of uh Trubisky, they show some sort of sort of promise, but this guy didn't do nothing, and he's he's starting. He's been the backup for four, five years in the league, getting a chance to start Thanksgiving Day game. Man, he's gonna be. I it, it, I just don't understand. It, it, and it's, it's gonna be the game that we'll ever see on Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be running errands during the game. I'm not even gonna be because I gotta work. I actually gotta work on Thanksgiving, which yeah, I, I kind of appreciate. Yeah, 
Nice. So I gotta I'm be a, I gotta be set up by game two on, but I don't know if I'm gonna sit there. <laughs> yeah, I mean this it's not I don't I I'll I'll be completely surprised if that game is worth watching at all. You know, it's well know, but. if you if you two do that, I drunk watch it. I drunk watch it. Cause I'd be <laughs> that would be the best way to watch it. Yeah, me and Joe saw a, a young lady driving from the stadium who may have looked like she had took a couple X pills before the game or something. And that, that oh. may be the only way to to watch the Bears at this point, so inebriated in some way. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We 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 got a we got a guy we got our guy Desiree Cologne on the line. He's gonna jump on in a in the in a minute to talk some wrestling. But I, I just wanted to go into the Bulls right quick. You know, there's not really much to say about the Bulls. You know, they they're pumping along pretty good. They mm. they got the nice win yesterday against the Knicks. They're playing. Uh, they just started against the the Pacers now. So the good thing about the Bulls' schedule is that they sort of get a little bit of a couple games easy. Uh, laying off, you know, after that tough stretch that they had. And, um, you know, it picks up a little bit again on Saturday with Miami. But uh, as I look at the score right now, I see the score up is 10-5 paces. So you, you got to hope the Bulls don't have too much of a letdown. But, uh, you know, I, I, you guys got any particular thoughts on the Bulls? You know, uh, like I said, got out of that stretch, the uh, the, the the West Coast trip and the uh, the game against the Knicks. With a with still a, a strong record atop the East, twelve and five. Um, with the Bulls, I, I, I've been so far with the way that they've been playing. It's a, it's a vast improvement from the previous seasons. Um, the 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 addition of Demar Derozan was 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 a sleeper. No one really had this idea that it would go this well for him in Chicago, paired with uh, Zach Levine. But that being said. They uh they tremendously miss Vucevic, um and they then in the front court um and they 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 really need to get some improvement uh in the four and the five position uh in order to to you know kind of sustain sustain themselves and uh solidify the back end of the defense. Now with that being said, um with Vuce out, they've been playing a very exciting brand of basketball. Uh, the small ball and you know typically you know when you see a small ball uh you know in the NBA they they lack defensively but when they went small ball they picked up defensively and, and, and really started locking things down and so the addition of Caruso and Lonzo uh you know getting in guys face and just you know locking guys down has been a real help and it's it's, it's been infectious you know, throughout the team, you know, Zach is playing defense a lot better, you know, and, and DeMar, a savvy veteran, you know, he's doing what he do, knows how to do. So it, the, the, the the team defense and that philosophy that they've been using and um, has, has worked so far, but they definitely need to get some some help on the inside. Pretty, pretty, pretty much uh, touch on all the major points there, Joe. You got, you got anything, D? <laughs> Hey, like I, I, I said before, we when you did Twitter space thing, I hopped on, and I feel like I was a, a bad, I brought a bad omen because of that uh, Portland game. But um, my biggest concerns, I mean, they're they're playing great right now, and I'm very happy for the team. I think they're going to definitely go into the playoffs. We would get a four to six seed. That's where I think we'll probably land. 
the Bulls will probably land. But the, my biggest concern is, as Joe said up front, it's very, very thin up front. I like the small ball, but, man, they get bullied in the paint. That's the only problem. Like, these guys are wiry. They can jump out of the gym and dump. Man, they get they get somebody with a big tookish down low. And they can't do nothing with them. <laughs> like, man, Julius Randle went off last night. They, the Bulls won. But, man, he was like, get off me, little man. But the, so, and they, and they, off, they they did a good job in offsetting him, though, with some double they some did. key double teams. They they, 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 the they make the most of what they do, which is more than – the last team we've been talking about say oh, when you see years a team ago, do that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, years ago that game would have been over. It's like, man, my God, Julius Randle like Julius Randall like the second coming of Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. He's like six inches short. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the way it was looking out. But now like I said, they gotta get they gotta get bigger up front and they have to stop digging themselves into these holes. I think eventually you know I try to figure out Man, everything can't be a three-pointer. Everything can't be a jump shot. I love DeMar because he's found that mid-range feel, and he's and he's killing right there. He's kind of – he's not hitting him as wet as he as he was before, but he's still there. He's still going to give about 30 points, which is crazy to say, right? He's still – out of Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's playing way better than I, – I think he's playing way better than even Bulls fans thought yeah. he was going to play. Exactly. There was a lot of people, so of course, we you know we rubbing in, a, in people's noses, you know, a lot of national people's noses saying that <laughs> it was a bad pickup. But right. no, you know, I loved it. I love the pickup. I love the yeah, pickup. I was, yeah, and I did too. Yeah, I did yeah, too. Yeah. And, but he's he's playing even better than we thought he was gonna play. You yeah, know, so exactly. Yeah, so I think as long DeMar. as they show up those they show up those few things, man, I think they'll go a longer way. You know what I'm saying? They have a long uh hope we have a, a, a long uh postseason to come. So uh just a few yeah. good things here and there, but man. They like, they like, man, they, they back. The Bulls are back. Yeah. So, Desi, I'm, I'm not, I ain't going to hold up too much long. I know I know you ain't in a rush to watch Raw anyway. So. Man, Desi ain't trying to watch that. I turned it off. <laughs> I, mean, I, forgot, I forgot the Bulls is on. I just can't turn this shit off. <laughs> look, look. Did, 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 Vince bring the, did Vince bring the egg out yet? Well, what is this egg now? <laughs> did y'all see Red Notice? Did y'all see Red Notice with the Rock? I, I still haven't watched it yet. No, but but I, you saw you saw almost half the movie no. uh, during Survivor Series yesterday. Okay, Dad, so give me Dad one, give me one second. Okay, so Raw starts where it finished yesterday, where Vince is looking for that stupid egg. Is that Vince is looking for a movie prop of an egg? But no, it's supposed to be real, isn't it? He, he's a he's he's trying to make he's trying to get over that it's actually a real. It's worth a hundred million dollars and all that. <laughs> Look, I I tweeted it yesterday. I made a damn video about it. Oh, so Vince okay. McMahon. Oh God, Vince McMahon, the character and the person, is a freaking real life version of Mr. Burns, and the WWE universe is the town of Springfield. He 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 just he he about he about to make everything dark too. He about he about to take out the sun like Mr. Burns think, tried to do it. Bro, think about it. In the Simpsons, when Mr. Burns, the town of Springfield didn't give Mr. Burns what he want, what did he do? He had vengeance on everybody. When Raw and SmackDown don't give Vince McMahon what he wants as far as ratings, what does he do? Give them his vengeance. He's a real life version of Mr. Burns. And Bruce Pritchard is Smithers. It's Memphis. That's a good comparison. Yeah. I was going to say, man, this is this. The thing about Vince, how old is Vince? 
70 something? Is he is he 80 yet? You don't think he's 80? Yet, right? I I look, he's I think not, he has an autograph. Look, I think he got an autograph copy of the Bible. That's Dude. how long he's been there. <laughs> this is not a good yeah. look when you have an old man talking about where's my egg. That ain't a good look. It's kind of like, my man, you are so out of touch or something else isn't there. That's not a good look for the character. It's not a good look for your boss. Your boss running around with this movie problem. <laughs> saying like, look at this $100 million it egg. Is, it is not a good look uh, when the opposition wait, is so... offering CM Punk and and yeah. uh, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega and, and all these great matches and, what, and all these great events. What made it even more like obs- yeah, you could use the word obscene, was that the way it started was he pulled up in his limo, he has the egg, and all these WWE superstars are clapping and he's like, oh, it's $100 million and everyone's like, wait a minute, how the hell are you gloating? Like, it's like tone deaf that you're gloating about this $100 million egg and you just laid off 16 people in the last month. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, how does laid that out, Laid out, what, eight, 8 to 12 people on Friday? Dude. I didn't think about that. Dude. Like, how do you... Like, the <laughs> fuck? I know I can't cuss on it, but what the fuck? Like, Jesus. Like, Wait, I, I'm, oh. I'm going to take a line. I'm going to take a line from Jim Cornette, because he's been, like, ripping the WWE lately, like, is Vince alive? Like, can somebody check on him? Like, is he aware of what he's doing? Like, you're releasing all this talent to AEW and all these other companies, and they're getting loaded. Like, what is you doing? Like, yeah, you got money, but, like, eventually, God forbid, if Big E and Roman Reigns get an injury like Stone Cold and Triple H did back in the day, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Because you, the yeah. depth that you did have, your competition has it. You know, you look at you look at AEW now. Yeah. Moxley's out. You know, hopefully, you know he's going to recover from you know going to rehab and everything. Kenny Omega's getting rested up. They, oh, they got plug, dozens Daniel, of people who could step in for that. Yeah, they're they're like yeah. ten to twelve deep, and that's not the count. Possibly Jonathan Gresham, uh, Shane Strickland, aka um, Swerve Scott, Keith Lee. Do they just let go? Kevin Owens, uh, Kyle O'Reilly in the next week or so. So they just like, what the hell are you doing? But man, that that pay per view yesterday, man, it the reception yeah. uh, from the people that were in the arena, they were just like, it was so boring. They started doing the wave, and it was in Brooklyn, <laughs> in New York. Yeah, Brooklyn and the and so, the, the uh, yeah, it was it was it was a big crowd, but it was they didn't give they didn't get much to really be excited about with that show yesterday. It was a, it was a dumb show. It was a dumb format. You, you got and all so, the champions going against each other, and there's no championships on the line. It's just the stupid bragging to, rights for, for I'm the still show. trying to wrap my mind of Vince with the – he had the egg from the movie? Yeah. Yeah, but he oh trying to, he's trying to say that the egg is – that it's an actual artifact that is worth – a hundred million dollars. That like the movie, the egg in the in the movie is supposed to be worth this, but he's bringing it over to outside the movie and, and trying to actually like actually act like it's an actual worth something. And it's probably it's probably got Cadbury yolk in it or something like. So it's probably, so here, a, it's probably a big old Easter egg. So I know everybody's like like this is very discombobulating <laughs> this whole storyline. But let's not forget, they had freaking zombies during the Miz Damian Priest match. 
from Army yeah. of the Dead. Oh, yeah, it sure did. That was so. Oh God. Oh yeah. Just, and they, look, and, and, I, and this look. this was wild about these little promotions and time. They 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 they're using they're doing the same thing that they would otherwise do in the ring if they brought back Batista in the Rock. They would use they would have they would let them get over all their existing talent that they have. And 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 then go and then when the Rock and Batista leave to make their movies, they wonder why they don't have any current stars that mm -hmm. people actually like and want to root for. But it's partly because you're still hung up on your talent from 20, 15, 20, 30 years ago in some cases. Uh, you know, it, it's it's ridiculous, man. It's WWE does not know what they're doing right now. So here's a big tidbit that most people kind of overlook. Like, everybody focuses on the ratings because that's, like, a big thing. Like, hey, AEW still ain't being raw in the ratings. But here's the thing. A WWE or sports entertainment is getting the ratings so far. But pro wrestling, AEW, is outselling WWE at live events. Yeah. Oh, really? and there's, one, there's one coming up this Wednesday. Yeah. At, uh, at the uh, – They're selling out at, more. At Wintrust, at Wintrust Arena. Yeah. There's an arena. Uh, it's in Uniondale, New York. I can't remember the arena. Uh, yeah, the WWE. new it's the new uh, the new arena yeah. that the uh, the Islanders the 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 yeah. hockey team is playing. So in, I don't know if Long it's Island. WWE first gonna be there, then AEW. But if it's one or the other, but AEW has outsold them by like three to four thousand tickets. Yeah, same arena, they, same they setup. Both, they both they both got the same number of tickets available, right? Um, I believe they do, but actually this Raw, if you guys watch it, pay attention to the upper deck. They're not going to get a shot because they had to <laughs> take people from the balcony and move them closer to the ring because there was, it wasn't a sellout. It would have been. Somebody, so, yeah, somebody there will take a picture too. And you'll see that like half the arena oh, probably yeah. is, 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 uh, is empty. Uh, this show tonight. And, and oh yeah. You, oh yeah. You I've had have, people. You would not have had that twenty years ago. Like I've had people ask me, um, guys that you know I've worked with DJs and stuff like that that have thrown wrestling parties and everything, and they're like, "Man, you do a lot of wrestling, and man, we should do a wrestling party." You know, a WrestleMania. I'm like, "Hell no! Anything WWE? <laughs> no, do not do it. No, wow. no." Wow. And they're like, "They're like, no, oh, but it's like, you know, they're very popular." I'm like. It sucks. I watch it every week. I watch all five hours, and you know what? All five hours suck. Like, if I didn't have the House of Wrestling brand, and I didn't have to cover this, I would definitely watch something else. And Kyle knows this because I've texted him this. <laughs> While I've covered Raw, I've watched Dark Elevation and Ring of Honor just to get me through three hours because <laughs> it's that bad. You know, it's... Well, well Dedrin, Dedrin, ahead, let me Ron. ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind, Carol, let me ask you this. So I think we all kind of come to the consensus that Vince really doesn't know what he's doing, right? You say Bruce Pritchard is basically uh, Smithers. So when it comes down to it, who do you who do you think inside the company can save the company, or do you think it has to be somebody from the outside that comes in? I don't think anybody's gonna be put in that position, but go, but go ahead. You know what? Um, it's if this was let's say before 1999. And they weren't a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. You would have an eighty percent chance that there could be a turnover, but because they're twenty years deep as far as being a publicly traded company, there's so many detailed, intricate parts 
that make that puts the product that we see on TV. Um, you got stockholders, you got you know shareholders and stuff like that. Uh, Vince does have the remaining control and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't it's not necessarily the shareholders that are like, hey, we need more TV or anything like that. Um, but ever since they brought on Nick Khan, yeah, he's done great stuff outside, but he's not a wrestling guy. You look at everything that's been brought on, you know, yeah, they're making money. But here's the thing about that, about them making so much money is that, you know, they're getting all this money from the TV deals. And actually, they're getting a, uh, I can't curse on here, but they're getting a lot of no, money. You could curse. You could curse. <laughs> they're getting a shit ton of money from those Saudi from those Saudi pay-per-views, yeah. they're getting at least fifty yeah, million. Yeah. Fifty million. Each? Um, each? Yes, each each event, yeah. fifty million. Yeah. So that's why that's why a lot of people were upset Joe, because Joe, after the, that the event, Saudis, the Saudis roll up. They they back up a money truck so they could see Goldberg man and, uh, in, in the Undertaker, you know, wrestle for like six minutes. <laughs> but to, but to answer your question, Maz, it's it, it's weird because every. Since they brought back John Laurinaitis, the pitcher, they brought on Nick Khan, Triple H, he had whatever issue he had with his heart moment, and they pretty much, yeah. I don't know what the hell NXT 2.0 is. That's but see, and that's the thing I was gonna say sucked. right quick, Dadrian. If you talk about who could have saved the company or taken it from Vince's, the obvious answer would have been Triple H up until maybe a year and a half ago. And so, when NXT when NXT lost that Wednesday night battle to AEW, that was it. Mm-hmm. And and NXT changed over. Now it's it's like some some bubblegum show now. It used to and be the best. It's wrestling yeah, on Nickelodeon. For, for for a few years, NXT was the best wrestling show in existence. It was. It, it was. And they and, and Vince was like, no, you, you couldn't beat AEW and the ratings were, so I'm taking it over. And and I want a specific type of wrestler and athlete to push now in developmental. I'm getting rid of all the independent talents who who learned to wrestle from other places. They didn't learn the WWE style, so we got no use for them now. I'm getting rid of them, and and that's those are the people who AEW are picking up now. And yeah, then and they're and they're making great shows and doing great TV with those guys while WWE is is changing rick steiner's son's name and still uh you know he's still he's still, still gonna be a star actually he's great but outside of him Ooh, and a couple steiner, others they got a son that's wrestling wow yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And they, don't, they don't they they stupid they using the, his name is brian breaker they're not even going they're not even crushing. using his real name no oh, i thought it was <laughs> they 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 don't so, have sense enough to let Rick Snyder's son be Rick Snyder's son. They, well, they could the call him Little Papa Pump. <laughs> they well they can't because Scott Snyder ripped the company, so that's a whole another thing. But to answer your question, Kyle, or to piggyback off what gotcha. you said, so the issue with like Triple H taking over, and this is what a lot of, it's the, that's the problem with WWE. They have too many detailed compartments that are having so many uh so much answers and everything like they're giving too many people power and that's why the product looks so discombobulated so with triple h he pretty much piggybacked off of what dusty Rhodes built because dusty Mm -hmm. Rhodes was the one that built majority of that top talent in nxt and then the issue that they did he was was, he was influenced by the way that dusty booked in in back in the day too in the end of the so yeah so it was more dusty and william regal 
that built most of those people. And then with the independent guys coming in, you know, once AEW, actually, it was before AEW, because um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they announced the New Japan Pro America, like right around AEW launching. And that's where they kind of hold off on it, like, okay, what's this AEW? So it goes back to 2018 when they, AEW's launching. Oh, crap. Let's sign everybody that's available under our roster. And you got a roster of 300 wrestlers. You got five hours of TV and you only lose, you know, you use what? 15, 20% of your roster, and it's like, what the hell you sign all these people for? You ain't going to put them on TV. So they're kind of getting what they're, what they, you know, they're reaping what they sow and everything. But then mm -hmm. on the other end, with the uh, Triple H thing, is one thing about Vince is if it ain't his creation, this is where it gets to the Mr. Burns thing. If it ain't his creation, he's going to destroy it. So oh, yeah. who is getting more recognition? NXT? Or SmackDown and Raw. NXT. So the moment he had an opportunity, a legit reason. Like he literally had a legit reason to take over NXT and everything. Because if AEW didn't go on Wednesday nights, there was no comparison. You know, metric like AEW is better than NXT. The moment AEW just started molly whopping NXT, it's like, okay, Triple H. Yeah, you had your fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But behind the scenes, Vince is like, Hell no, you're not going to be better than me. I built this damn company. You ain't surpassing me. That's his ego. Vince, historically, you guys know this. Vince McMahon has been like that. He stripped oh, yeah, mine NXT. It, and you think about it. You look at NXT, there is not one semblance or remembrance, you know, memory of Triple H there. Nothing. That's right. He yeah. stripped minded. Yeah. So everything you see on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, Vince McMahon. And that's the scary thing about WWE is that you have a big man. Um, and I shared this on Jonathan Hood's uh, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday podcast, you know, the day of the releases, is that we always been watching WWE since the 80s, mid-80s, stuff like that. And if you look at the decisions that WWE has made in the last three to five years, a younger Vince McMahon would have never made them damn decisions. Never. Like, how the hell you get rid of Keith Lee? That's money. It, think about it. Vince McMahon took his time and kept Ahmed Johnson for at least two years before he's like, okay, I got to get rid of him. But he tried to do something with him for two yeah. years. You had hit row. You bring him up, not even a week. What? What? How does that make sense? And that's the scary thing about WWE that, yeah, they have a lot of money. And again, like any corporation, yeah, they have a lot of money, but if you're not being innovative, that money can go away quickly because people can turn to another product, and that profit margin can drop quickly. And right, and and right quick, and right quick. Mm -hmm. it, you know, we, you know, we all brothers here. If if you got a, you know, if you have a mind of look, 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 we, yeah, me, me, D, and 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 Joe, we're all in the same. Same room when Kofi Kingston won his uh, championship, yes. and we we all we all like we all like uh, we were all ten years old again when that happened. It was a beautiful moment, and it's probably I recorded the, the it greatest... and I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the greatest moment in regards to uh, you know black wrestling ever. Like we diversity in wrestling and pushing mm -hmm. other voices and, and other other heroes and stuff. You know, WWE had reached a point where it was actually looking like it was making an advancement. And 
And even today, you have a person like Big E who has the championship. And, you know, everybody loves Big E. Bobby Lashley. You know, especially, especially mm-hmm. yeah, Bobby Lashley too, yeah. But when you look at something like Hit Row, which was an embarrassing, a really embarrassing level of mismanagement with a, 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 a different type of group that could have added something different to WWE programming. And now... You look at, you know, a few months ago, people talking about AEW and looking like, look, y'all ain't got no brothers on your, on your main event, sh- on your shows. You ain't really got no brothers you, that you pushing. Now they they getting some brothers now. They got the Jay Lethal put on a Dynamite show hey. on Dynamite uh, uh, last they got week. Jonathan and Gresham? They, they, yeah. Go ahead. So, go ahead. So, but I, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm leading to. Like, AEW in a, in a minute is going to be – they not only gonna have the overall quality advantage, they gonna have a more diverse. They and they've already they've always pushed a more diverse uh, and more inclusive uh, incorporation and variety. of talent. Yeah. When you look at, they've had uh, trans people, they've had gay people, they've mm-hmm. had all types of people on since the beginning. Now they're you no. Know, they're tending to again that one little blind spot that they had, and that that was mainly because Vince had wrapped up so much talent uh, in, in in other areas. But now because they're letting these these talents go, they can uh, you know you can have again like you said Jonathan Gresham there in a minute. You already have Jay Lethal. You can have Keith Lee there in a minute. Uh, you know uh, the you know it's 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 crazy the that AEW potentially can have in this battle. And the one thing that, that I'm going to leave it at this, the one thing that WWE had name recognition. And one thing I'm going to cite, I'm going to cite to that right Bones Jones. Uh, you know, we all know probably, you know, uh, a, tr- a proper man of ways, but probably the, the greatest uh, mixed man. martial artist. Yeah, probably the greatest mixed martial artist of his time. He's actually... And, and talks to fight Jake Hager, who is a, a currently. But when he when he announced it, he first said that he was Hager of WWE, and that was his old his old uh, character mm, from like ten years ago. Interesting. But the, the 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 people think by default of wrestling, they still of WWE. People who aren't involved in it as much as me and Dedrian and 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 D. Yeah, so like with the give it a few years. So one that thing that change. oh yeah, oh yeah, actually not even years. Wait till January because there's a whole lot of top African American talent, like top tier talent that are going to be free after the many days. And AEW, come on, come on, we oh Daniel Bryan versus Jonathan Gresham, oh Keith Lee versus you know uh, CM Punk or something. Oh okay, come on, Shane Strickland. Oh come on, mm-hmm. um. Uh, my guy Phil Lindsay from Grass uh, and uh, Bleacher Report. He brought up a very good point about black wrestlers, and like for instance, Hit Row. You know, oh, it's a hip hop group. You know, well, we don't know how to you know manage that and everything. So it's ironic that they don't know how to manage four black people, one woman, three guys in a hip hop group, but yet John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> for for twenty ten years, years his yeah. his gimmick started a white guy yeah. started in a hip hop gimmick, but he could do it for fifteen years. You knew how to 
do hip hop and all that other stuff and marking him with four black people that had a hip hop gimmick. Came a whole album. He had a whole album. Sure did. But and here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Shane Strickland, aka Isaiah Swerve Scott, he does produce music. He does. Like he yeah. mm-hmm. he does. So I like his podcast. Oh, so no, that, yeah. That's you, where you, you like, mentioned you another guy too. We should mention uh, Leo Rush. Uh, because you mentioned, yeah, I just thought of him. Yeah, because you mentioned making music. Yeah, he's on a so like, man. so like with the whole like, because I've been really looking into the whole uh black wrestling scene and everything. You guys remember during uh, Black History Month, I was posting all these black yeah. wrestlers that people mostly were like, man, I didn't even know about this. Like, hey, this, know your history. Um, but like with WWE, and I've always mentioned this to a lot of my family that are African Americans. I'm like. Just because they have a lot of black wrestlers don't mean they're using them. Be careful because it's shucking and jiving. Hey, look, look, the, I'll put it this way. The way WWE uses black wrestlers is equivalent to, hey, I have a black friend. Look, look, my black friend. Look, my black friend. Look, he's here. Look, he's here. It's like, come on, man. Like, Kofi Kingston. That, that's why the new, that's why the new day were different because, because, and, and, the, and, the, exactly. and the crazy thing about New Day is that when they started, when they when they first put them together, they was like, "Oh, they're gonna be black preachers." So it, it was it was mm-hmm. it was and they try, So it was Vince trying to do some some stereotypical stuff again, but then they let them be themselves, and that's where they they the audience really got with them. So here I'm gonna what, give you two tidbits. The, the evolution was there. So I'm gonna give you guys two tidbits regarding the New Day. So one, I don't know if you guys seen the. Uh, interview that uh xavier woods did i think a couple days ago i posted on the house of wrestling facebook page so he they asked him hey what would happen if WWE released he's like all right deuces so the other thing is if you remember back in 2018 their contracts were coming up and the wb offered them like double triple what they were making you know why because xavier woods kofi kingston and Big E are very 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 good friends with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And they did not want to lose that top act on the upstart AEW where they're going to have creative freedom as black guys. And they're going to have a full canvas. Be yourself. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that yeah, we forget yeah. about AEW. Like, Tony Khan. Like, yeah, most of you know, these pro wrestling promotions are run by you know white guys. Tony Khan ain't white. Like he may be mixed, yeah. but he's more Arabic, Muslim. Yeah. So he's, he's one young. of us. He's, he's one young. of us. He's, like he's one of he's a person of color. Us in a sense. So <laughs> yeah. that's why that's why and if you watch young. AEW's and he's product, young. yeah, that's important. He's around our age, and that's yeah, why if you young. watch AEW's product, you know, granted they may not have the how do I put it the the, the number of the number of representation that we would like, but if you watch it, there's a sense where it can. It relates to you, as far as like WWE yeah. is just like, man, it's just like I and feel like I'm the, watching a simulated video game. Right, and, and with with Tony Khan, you 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 know that AEW has the ability to grow and to ex, and expand and elevate and you know elevate for you know to lack of a better term, you know, with Vince, we, with Vince, you're talking about again an old man who is stuck in his ways, who is. Who, when if 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 he finds any sort of uh, opposition to himself, he's going to go back to his old ways, and his old ways are already messed up. So he, he it's just he he doesn't he 
he doesn't have any type of flexibility available to him where he knows how to market his work and his 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 wrestling to a 2021 audience and and, and going forward. Yep. He does he has he he has no tools in the toolbox for that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think the last time me I think the last time I went to a WWE event, I think Joe and I was together. I think so. We, we went to go we see NXT. NXT. Yeah, yeah. So, 2019 uh, was, was, yeah, was, was that Ross Survivor Series? Yeah, yeah. We usually were too, because you? Yeah, yeah. No, that, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I was with y'all. That was that wasn't yeah. Survivor that, Series. It was it was so like they had a glorious. Yeah, we had okay. we were glorious. Yeah. yeah. No, um, what's yeah. the dream? Velveteen Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. We saw his yes. we saw yeah. his first match. It was early was Velveteen like, Dream. Yeah, it was like, man, who is this cat that looked like Prince out here? Like, what is this? <laughs> but he but but yeah. I mean, whatever issues he went through, he went through. I know he's Yeah, that's that's sad. that's sad. That's so, sad. And, and, yeah. and you you talk about you talk about people who could have changed the game. He could have been one of yes. those guys, but yeah, he could he, he, he had some, he got issues. He had issues. Man, he, okay. was, yeah, he was a, hey, a here, great performer too. Yeah. So here, here's the funny joke about they call it NXT 1.0 is that basically NXT 1.0 was the how do I put it the um, minor leagues for AEW because all the heavyweight the, all the ex champions are on AEW Andrade Malachi Black Adam Cole all of them are over there so it's like damn NXT practically was a building block for. And you know they what, met. let that happen. It, they, they they were building these guys up for SmackDown and Raw, and they put them on these shows, and then Vince cut all of them off at the knees. So it's like, yeah, what else what? would it do? I kind of look at this though as kind of a blessing, at least for the fans. And I know Dedrin, when you and uh, Kyle and I, we texting, you know, saying, I know you all pumping up everybody going to AEW, which is cool and seeing what's happening. But at the same time, too. You get a lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of this talent going to a multiple promotions. You got Impact, you got Ring of Honor. Well, I don't know. Ring yeah, yeah, Ryan, yeah. That should be. That should be. That's at least at least that's what's happening. Is because because quite honestly, Desmond, you already brought this up. Was, you said like this was kind of this was going to happen because it was going out there gobbling up so much talent that eventually this one had to cut the fat. It was like okay, let me just grab up all this talent. I have nothing to do with them. And then eventually one day it's like, I got them, let them back out. And now they're being released into the wild, but a more flourished, nurtured, you know, so like, and healthy, healthy environment going back into the wrestling, community, oh yeah. wrestling industry. So, and you got and you more got point, more entity, you got more corporate entities who are in willing to invest in wrestling again. Like around yeah, the, the time thing. when you know when WCW yeah, so, failed, you had Time Warner who was like wrestling isn't nothing. Nothing to spend money in, so that mm-hmm. that eliminated that one major. They know what they doing. It now. took. They yeah. know what they doing. Yeah, it took it took another twenty years, but you know Turner got back into the game with because yeah. of uh, of Tony Khan and all this, and now people yeah. are seeing look, yeah, this there is money to be had here in wrestling again. Wait a minute, Joe. Yeah, so, did you, Joe, did you but, know the NWA was back? Did you know the NWA was back, Joe? NWA, <laughs> re- you mean NWA? Yeah. Oh no 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 no! NWA wrestling. No NWA wrestling. With the yes. Freebirds and yes, sort of. It's Wait sort of in. I mean, it's it's 
And the Von Ames is the same name, right? Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. So when Rick Flair did his promo and it was down in St. Louis, he did bring up all those names. So yeah. uh, I know you talked about wrestling down in St. Louis, and I think Billy Corrigan. Yeah. Was them, right? Billy Corrigan, yeah. yeah. William, yeah the William issue, Corrigan. So the, the issue now yeah. going into Smashing 2022. Puppies. Yeah, so the issue now going into 2022, um, and Kyle, you always bring stuff about my predictions and Damn WB releases screwed up my damn predictions. I gotta re- I gotta replace <laughs> that like a sixth time already. You gonna have them? Damn you it. Have them ready for the new year? <laughs> I got ten, but I wanted to do thirty. But I got ten, and I'm like, damn, I can't do thirty. I'm gonna have to figure this out. But so the issue with going into 2022 is the whole issue with Ring of Honor being on hiatus, which is pretty much their video libraries pretty much out there. A lot of people yeah, are saying that Tony Khan's going to buy it. For yeah. yeah, so they're pretty much saying Tony Khan's going to buy it because eventually by the end of 2022, going to 2023, AEW is going to be on a streaming service of some capacity, and they're going to have a video library. Yeah. And most of the wrestlers that they have on their roster and the wrestlers on Impact, uh, MLW, and NWA have been in Ring of Honor. So if you're already working with them and you buy that library – you got to now, now you have a library that's comp- competitive with Vince McMahon. Because let's face it, everything on the WB network, we didn't see it already. Like, it's been five years. We didn't rewatch Survivor Series. How many people, you know, you rewatch stuff on the network multiple times? It's like, and they're not producing anything, you know, new, innovative content. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, one, of their, that's, right, that's one of their selling points, too, is nostalgia. It's, yeah, you no, know, yeah. So, you, this is the place where you could see, you could forever see the Rock and Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan and all of them. Yeah. All right, well, I've seen that already. Um, but yeah, the going into well, yeah, everybody don't watch as much as you, Desmond. Uh, <laughs> not me, but not the whole network. I mean, people are just like, I'm tired of like a lot of people have canceled the network because they're like, I've already seen everything. Like, it's no use paying for it. What, yeah. like, you know what? Speak, yeah. Speaking of the network, though, speaking of the network and speaking of the uh, the company as a whole, and I know we brought this up a little bit earlier, but I'm looking at their stock. I trade stock, you know, saying I'm always in that. So a month ago, WWE was trading at $62.08. Right now, as today, $51.20. So yeah. I'm sure Vince is looking at the numbers. I'm sure Vince is yeah. looking at the stock. It's dropping. It's dropped $10.00. In a month. Now you don't want to drop ten dollars at all. Obviously, you always want to go up, but you drop ten dollars in a month. I don't know if that's why we're starting to see Miss more on screen, or he's trying to do more. Because I think they just did a. I don't know. They got another big deal. I think coming with Peacock or something else with Peacock, whatever like that. You see, they're doing with stuff with Red Notice. I right, that's a good check from Netflix. Uh, they did the thing with the zombie movie. That's another. That's another thing with Netflix. They get next. Yeah, that's all Nikon. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I still love the idea of I still love the idea of a Netflix movie getting all this pub on Peacock though. I mean, I was, it's that's just funny, I know, that's, funny to be like. But you know what? It's a good movie. It's a fun, entertaining movie. Cool if you, movie. If you it's see cool it, it's, it's fun. So here's the thing yeah, about cool the movie. AEW, the Tony Khan streaming service, is that if you remember, I think back in the day, like I know Jr. Bang brought it up and everything. We pretty much within our circle, they brought up like, man, it'd be cool if WWE. At a streaming, you know, the network, they're like, oh man, bring on other wrestling companies, you know, yeah. to stream on there. AEW, because they network with the impact, you know, all these independent promotions, that's something that they might do. Because since they're networking, well, well all, yeah, they're well, going to well, have the all thing, of them stream. And, and before we, before you jump in all that, impact does have its own streaming thing, and so does Ring of Honor. 
and there will be you have to have some sort of business dealings worked in there. Oh, yeah. It's not like it's up for grabs for them. But but the, the I definitely the 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 chance of AEW being streamed and because AEW was in that whole uh time Warner family, a lot of people say they may be available on HBO Max, which would be pretty big HBO yeah. Max even oh, no, that's, dope already. It maybe make that, make even dope that Kyle, I would say that's I know Andrew Zarian from uh, Matt po- uh, Matt Man Podcast talks about it a lot. Yeah. He's like, that's pretty much like a not a if but when. It's not if but yeah. when. Only thing AEW is doing is building, you know, letting it you know so many years so they have enough content, you know, in their video library and then they can produce. But that's why they want to work with, um, as far as their own streaming services. Like, hey, you know, like an MLW. Like, hey. Some of our guys go on your thing. You know what? Why don't you jump on here? Where we all benefit from a streaming service. You know, yeah, that, your that, pro- your they, thing. They'll definitely, because, they'll definitely be yeah. more willing to work with them than Vince would be. Yeah, or, or they'll offer they offer better rates, probably or something like that. Yeah, and it's. I mean, if you think about it, that's how it should be. If all, if you think about it, if you look at, let's say AEW does create their TV network, it's no different than if you had NBC and you have all these different great actors. On these different shows, why not have them, you know, on one network where, hey, I see this person on this show and then they're on this show. Oh, they're on the same network. Oh, okay, let me, you know, just tune in and everything. And that's that's actually mm-hmm. good competition for the WWE network because it's like, do I want to watch the same old stuff that I've been watching for this or do I want to watch all these up-and-coming newcomers that are, you know, out in the wrestling field? And the other thing with WWE that they kind of put themselves in a – they booked themselves in the corners, you know, the whole issue with NXT. They don't want nobody under uh, over 30. But I actually think that's kind of smart, though, at, at this point, because they don't they really don't have much of an option. They it's because of what they've done. They don't really have much options. They need to build their own talent base that is under their True, control. But what they're also doing is they don't want anyone under 30 and they don't want independent wrestlers. So now yeah. you're getting people that don't wrestle but it's like and the other thing yeah, that they want right. is that they're giving that's them like the a six title. month yeah. they're giving them a six month trial period so well, if it doesn't yeah, work out stupid. in six months they're out like what the, yeah. what the fuck are you people like but that, are you yeah, that's, the other, like, that's the that's the other side of it it's like you like, you need a few what? years to build these people up and make them into like look at look at what they did with um like look at what they did with Batista Lesnar uh, Orton and Cena. It easily took them two years for them to come out and then boom. But wasn't easily. they still yeah. WWF? Wasn't it still WWF, not WWE? I mean, uh, it's not a wrestling. It's not. They, it's not they, technically a wrestling company like that no more. It's an entertainment company. But this, so, at that time, they were also too. They, 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 it was the same at, company. I know, but I'm saying, they, but they looking at. They just did. The, they did things different differently. Now. Then, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah now. I think it's now because it's 20 years being a publicly traded company and you know the unfortunate thing is um i'm going to use this quote that krs once right, said coach, yeah we go we go wrap up soon so yeah, yeah. so let's, i'm going to use this quote he he said and this was regarding rap and i'm using it in the context of wrestling you cannot produce authentic rap and be rich you cannot produce authentic wrestling and be rich meaning you can't be a worldwide. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you can't be look, You can't. You can't be a worldwide. 
look, Vince McMahon has achieved everything. What else does he? You got all the money. You got all the fame. You got all the naming rights. You got your equivalent to Coke and stuff like that as far as brand recognition. What else do you? What what initiative and fire do you have to put out a compelling product like you did in the eighties when what more you bought it? Take over. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why you see with yeah. AEW. Don't nobody know a lot about AEW. That's what keeps them going. That's what keeps them being creative. And that's where I like to use that quote. It's like, realistically, you can't, like, if you want to produce authenticity and just creativity, you can't have all this, you know, be rich in every aspect and, you know, produce. I think it's more about trying to be everything to everyone. Like, you know, you talk about being rich. Like, I think, you know, you the guy you mentioned, you know, Jim Cornette would, would probably argue with that. He's he's seen a lot of people get rich off of wrestling. Like, but and 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 Vince got rich off of wrestling. And oh, it, it's, it, it's it not- also it also helps that it's probably more so today where like if you want to be in the wrestling and do it right, you may need to be rich before you get into it. Well, it's because the, context- the guys got rich, they got the wrestling. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's not in the context like rich as far as um, making money. It's achieving everything that you need to be successful. Like, you already maxed out. Like, you're maxed out on everything mm-hmm. that you need to to be successful. It's like you're on the mountaintop. You went to another mountaintop. Oh, I don't need to do anything. Like, the journey. Like, you don't... I don't need a journey to get there. I'm already there. Like, what do I need this? And it's like, yeah, you don't want to do that because there's, you know... It's a long way coming down, so it's I don't yeah, know. Well, WWE, it's yeah. that's their thing. Yeah, they they yeah, like that's pretty much it. They doing their thing, and they don't really care who. I don't even think they really care what AEW is doing. They like if they cared more, they wouldn't be giving them so much uh, access to as much talent as they've been giving them. And that's the what Jim years, Cornette so. said. He's yeah. like, do you realize the talent you're releasing? Like. And Tony Khan is going to sign the best of the best of that talent. Like, he's stacking a roster for the next 10, 15 years. Like, what are you doing? But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the difference between sports entertainment and pro wrestling. And there is so, a difference. And it, it's being proven more and more each day. That's, like, I think at, at one point when, when it was just WWE, you could be like, oh, you know, six and a half or a dozen, you know, a dozen, you know, I forget that that phrase, but you, but you can you can you can you can make an army that is interchangeable. That the phrase is interchangeable yeah. because it was all WWE. But now we're seeing that we see what the real difference is between pro wrestling and sports entertainment. And and you know I prefer pro wrestling, and I think more and more people are proving that they prefer pro wrestling. So we go end it at that. You know, uh, that we appreciate uh, what you bring to the to the wrestling I'm, conversation. I'm, I'm, I... I'm disappointed because I have to still cover Raw and Seth Rollins is out in this. Damn it, you know, man! I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad that the Bulls are down 19, so I may have to watch more of Raw than I planned on doing tonight. No, 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 no! Watch the damn Bulls game. Look, their nah, comeback yeah, is going to be just, more I'm entertaining. Just I'm just joking. <laughs> oh man, there's, but thank you, enough, man. There's enough to watch. There's enough to watch. But yeah. But we uh uh pretty uh, right quick. I, I I wanted to throw out a cu- a couple more things. Actually, uh I know we didn't get into this really, but you know the the whole LeBron James thing with 
with this kid in Detroit. That there, there was more blood on that in that hunter than there was in all the Survivor series. Like, you know, it, it was wild. Uh, Way more color. Yeah, color. Yeah, that's good. Good. Good reference. Good reference. Yes. But uh, this afternoon that uh, LeBron is getting one game suspension for that, and um, and Stewart, uh, Isaiah Stewart is getting two games suspension. I think it, you know right. it's yeah it's it's fine you know just on it you know everybody went in went in on it all day with the takes and stuff but you know I you know yeah Brian Brian wasn't right for what he did I think that kid was he he was acting like he was he was gone off some stuff man but you know just for bleeding I understand it was a dirty shot and you don't you don't want to be disrespectful <laughs> just for bleeding that boy yeah, that boy was tripping your man. face. Hey, let me have his face was like Dustin Rose back in 1983. When he started, <laughs> he, he when he started, when he started, the blood wasn't. It wasn't so much blood when it started. He he got riled up, and the blood kept going, and pumping because yeah. he was he was like he was going off half a perk. He was you, <laughs> running around that court though. That was like, like you know, that was like, like calm down, boy. You ain't about to fight right nobody. Now. You ain't about to fight nobody, <laughs> man. Chill out, man. That, Put a towel on your face and go and go, man. That's just a sign of how dysfunctional that Los Angeles Lakers team is. Whatever you are, you well, will trade. They, they wound up and winning they're... that game. They were, It might be a rallying point for them because they wound up winning that game. It was the Pistons, but, you know, I don't know. Everybody gets in a fight with the Pistons. <laughs> well, that, that is that, – yeah, that was like old school Pistons thing. I think, you know, uh, you, you, of course you got the old – the bad boys and the malice of the palace and – you know, they, there's they, it's like every twenty years something pops up with the Pistons, I guess. But yeah, but uh, it's that, and uh, I wanted to shout out the the Red Stars for uh, you know uh, that actually was a pretty good game. I watched a bit that championship game they had on Saturday. They lost to DC, but it came out today that they coach resigned and that he might have been uh, abusing some folks, and and this is like a big rash of thing. I might have to get somebody on to talk yeah. about this in in this women's. Yeah. Soccer, like it, it, there's too many male coaches in that sport, and that these guys get off on abusing women and and from their uh, positions of power. So they may need to they they they're in the process of cleaning that up. But uh, the the coach Sarah, just took Spain, the red though. star. <laughs> Sarah Spain, yeah. she is the part owner. She is a part owner. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they 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 just got the championship game. They did a you no. Know, they rep the city well, but. They got to get rid of their coach today, so it's it's kind of disappointing on on that side. Yeah, that's Robin's Especially if, uh, daughter. Yeah, that, I was, was gonna mention that right? too. I'm glad you brought that up. The Dennis Robin's daughter was on that Washington Spirit team, and she had she's the assist too. for the goal yeah. that yes, yeah, so like she's gonna be like a star in in, yeah. in that sport, and it it goes to show you again how this class of uh, junior and and uh, you know just this class. Of, of elite athlete kids is continuing to take over. Like, you know, we we get more and more of these kids who uh, were born from elite athletes who are doing elite things themselves. So, hey, more power to But uh, we we go we go wrap it up on that, man. Uh, guys, I appreciate uh, you sitting in and uh, talking and chopping it up with me. Uh, another nice uh, Monday night means. And uh, yeah, I, I put the Turkey Week label on it, you know, so everybody enjoy, enjoy the holiday week. You know, I'm not gonna be doing much more this week myself. Uh, don't be a jive turkey out there. 
and uh, yeah, just enjoy your family and your friends. And uh, yeah, uh, have fun doing what you can. Uh, like I said, hope you hope you're not too invested in the Bears doing much on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> hopefully the hopefully the Bulls can uh, turn around on Indiana here tonight. But you know, if not, you know they're still doing pretty good. But and 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 those uh those male soccer coaches need to get their minds right, man. Quit uh quit acting like you're in your rock off just because you bought females around, man. That's not how that's not how we do things in 2021 and the 2022 either. So uh, <laughs> we go around for this week's show, Monday night means keep uh keep with war media on all our platforms, uh and uh yeah, like I say, uh show us love and we'll show it right back. Appreciate everybody who watched, listened. Uh, that was uh, those guys. Those are guys. D. Uh, uh, Badman Tanksley uh, on Twitter. So you can follow Joe uh, D. Where they can follow you at the Mons One D E M O D E M O N Z E number one. And Dedrian, of course, you, you got your your own name, and you also got the House of Wrestling. Tell yeah, follow Jay follow about, the, about uh, the House of Wrestling for those wrestling fans. Follow the House of Wrestling. Uh, Kyle, Demas, thank you guys for following. You guys know how how much content is out there as far as wrestling and just information and stuff like that. Um, you can follow us at House of Wrestling. Uh, that's R A S S L I N. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's a whole. It's fun. I'm just having fun with this and just sharing it with you guys and everything. So, um, yeah, just come on and join us. Have fun. Definitely. Definitely same here. Yeah, again, uh, enjoy your week, everybody. Enjoy that. I'll be back next uh, next Monday with more of the same, doing it real big. Monday night means we out. Peace. Peace.